Father's Heart with Tom Clark, better known as Papa Tom. Good morning. This is Tom Clark, Papa Tom of the Father's Heart Talk Show. And uh, a little nippy out there this morning, but I really enjoyed my ride into the station and I was thinking of things that uh, I was going to talk about today. The title of our show today is Who's Your Daddy? And the subtitle would be Overcoming the Spirit of Deception because um, there's so many factors outside in our world today that seem to be uh, interfering with us from understanding what the truth is. And I'll tie those two thoughts together. Remember, our mission statement at the Father's Heart talk show is bringing the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. I had an interesting conversation with someone uh, earlier this week, and we were talking about children and how important children are. And um, when you talk to parents, um, they're always thinking so much about their children, uh, which is natural. It's very, very understandable. I've got six kids and 15 grandchildren, 11 on the earth here, and uh, I'm always thinking about them. Uh, it's, it's, it's probably the most predominant thought on my mind these days. And I had to think about the thought that our children are not ours. They don't belong to us. And I would say that as a parent. You know, it's, it's hard for un most parents maybe to understand that or wrap their mind around that. Because um, they always think of their children as theirs. But children really belong to God and not to their parents. Uh, the parents are only given the responsibility of taking care of children. And uh, God doesn't have any grandchildren. There's no second, third generation or... 10th generation or 40th generation children. They're all first generation children from God's perspective. And they're all his. They all belong to him. So the question I have for you today is, who's your daddy? And I want to look at that thought from a couple of different directions. I'm actually writing some blogs about it. And uh, it very much interests me. Um, and before I go into um, talking about who's your daddy, I'd like to mention that today is the week before Thanksgiving. So this is Thursday the 17th, and next week we're going to have the Thanksgiving show. So um, we're going to have a special guest who's going to talk about their father and what they're thankful for for their father. Um, we mentioned in some of our uh, ads about the show that we talk about fathers with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, we want to really focus on the good. Um, and, and part of bringing out what is good is to be thankful for the father that we have. Um, this show is also going to talk about, um, so the Thanksgiving show, I should say, uh, is going to be mentioning what people are thankful for for their family. And um, we have a special guest that's going to discuss that. I would like to offer out to anyone who would like to call the radio station between now and next Tuesday and offer a, a story about their own father. I don't really care whether it's their, it doesn't matter whether it's their natural father or God their father. You can look at it naturally, you can look at it spiritually. Either way, what are you thankful for, for a father in your life? Now, it doesn't even have to be a, a biological father. It could be someone who's been a father. It could be a coach. It could be a teacher. Someone who's played that role in your life and was able to um, um, provide for you um, protection, um, provision, or mentoring, and probably focus mostly on mentoring. Who has taught you? Who has taught you from a father's perspective to help you become the person that God, your father, desired you to be? 
Uh, so our radio station number here is 704-873-1400 or 1400. That's 704-873-1400. So anytime between now and next Tuesday, you can call in. Uh, if you call in this morning's show, it might have about three minutes. But if you want to reveal a story and would like to talk to me about it, you can tell the radio station about that story and leave your number, and I'll call you back. Uh, if you're interested in discussing it with me, then I'd be interested uh, in, uh, from the purpose of sharing on the show, by the way. So for next Thursday's show, on Thursday, we want to be thankful for fathers. And if you have a story where you're thankful for your father, please call the radio station and let us share that with us. If you want it to be shared on the air. If you don't, you know, then obviously don't call. So um, that's something I would like to offer our audience. And... Um, that in line lets me move forward to uh, talking about who's your daddy, because it's, uh, it's really an, probably um, the most important thing to direct what your life is going to end up being like. It's going to come from that. So uh, with that in mind, I want to read you something that uh, I put together. Isn't it interesting when men get together, they try to establish their credentials. Where do you go to school? What job do you have? Do you have a PhD? What did you get on your SATs? How much money do you make? How wealthy are you? These are all questions that people, if they're not directly asking you, are trying to find out things about you because they're going to credentialize you in their eyes. What is your position in life? In the long run, all these proverbial credentials don't add up to a hill of beans. Yet people place much weight on them. Social capital is built up on these features and characteristics to exercise influence over people. If you hear somebody who's a PhD or he's a doctor of, of a medical nature, uh, if you went to Harvard or Ivy League school, uh, these are all credentials that we want to put um, our confidence in. I once had a friend to me, Tom, uh, I once had a friend to me say, Tom, I can do some very crazy things and get away with it because I'm wealthy. People say I'm eccentric because I am rich, not crazy. If I were poor, they would probably call the police and arrest me. Ah, the benefits of being rich in America. Social approbation belongs to the rich, not so to the poor. If you are rich, you get credited with being smart, attractive, good-looking, and highly desirable to mate. Why is this so? In a previous blog, I mentioned the fact that in Middle Eastern cultures, to establish who you are, the question is asked, who is your father? There's a story in scripture that highlights an exchange between Jesus and the Pharisees. Later, I'm going to go into that in more detail. The Pharisees wanted to establish their power position by saying their father was Abraham. Further, they implied that Jesus was born out of wedlock and therefore illegitimate. In other words, he didn't have any credentials. They did their, they had their research in Nazareth. Since Jesus was illegitimate, he did not have any right to say the things he was saying. He could not be trusted. He, in their eyes, he could not be trusted. He did not have any social position or power like the Pharisees did. The Pharisees had all the credentials to trump Jesus, so to speak, and should by rights have all the authority over the people to influence them in their beliefs. In the dialogue between them, Jesus trumps their credentials by saying two things, two very important things. The first thing he said, which kind of blew them away, 
was that he knew Abraham, which is ironic because Abraham had existed hundreds of years before. And two, before Abraham was, I am. And that was a heavy one. Because the expression I am in Hebrew is the word Yahweh. It's the same word that God the Father described himself in the burning bush to Moses. He described himself as I am, Yahweh. It's the verb to be. <clears throat> in other words, Jesus described himself as God. Now, if that's true, it's a true statement. If it's false, then he's actually blaspheming by saying he's God, at least to the pharisaical mind. How can you trump that one? It was impossible. Furthermore, Jesus said that the Pharisees' father was the devil, the father of lies. Jesus was from God, and they were of their father, the devil. So I've got a question to ask you. Who is your daddy? What a contrast. You cannot get more extreme than that. So the question is, where do you come from? And where do you come down on that question? Who is your daddy? Is God your father? Is Satan your father? Or do you simply not know? Do you think it wise to find out? Or do you simply want to live your life unaware of who you are and who your father is? The choice is yours. So you see, there's an example there, as I'm describing there, is something that is very important to find out who your daddy is. And in the world in which we live, there's a lot of ideas and thoughts that are coming at us that are trying to uh, confuse us on that issue or distract us from that issue or that question. And something that we never find out, most people don't, perhaps do not find out in their lives who they are and uh, who their father is. And that leads them down a wrong path in their lives. <clears throat> you know, I often find it interesting, because um, I'm going to go deeper into this and actually read it from the scripture, um, that dialogue between Jesus and the Pharisees and who, you, who your daddy was, who had the power position, or, or who was, uh, I shouldn't say the power position, but who had the credentials, in other words, to say what they were saying. Uh, I find it very, very interesting um, how that played itself out. So I'd like to go into more detail uh, right now and describe it in more detail. So in Scripture it says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me. This is Jesus talking to the Pharisees now. Because my word, hear that now, my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father. See, Jesus immediately identifying with his father. And you do what you have seen with your father. There it is. Laid out the playing field, man. It's just the contrast. Who's your daddy? They answered, referring to the Pharisees, the Pharisees answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. See how proud they were? Now, I want you to pay close attention to this because there's a transfer going on here. There is a, a transfer because this conversation is being held in a natural way. And who's your father is being discussed on the basis of biologically who's your father, or in the natural, I should say, who's their father. So in the natural, they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. That's their big credential. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. 
you do the deeds of your father. You see, in the Middle East, doesn't matter where you went to school, doesn't matter how much money you made or your education and so on and so forth, it's who's your father? And are you a son of your father? Do you follow in your father's footsteps? Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. God is our father. It's interesting how <laughs> they turned on him and that they then went from Abraham, which was their biggest credential. Now they were talking about God was their father. Isn't that interesting to talk to the son of man and the son of God himself that these Pharisees were identifying that they have one father, God, and they were basically talking to him that he was illegitimate and born out of wedlock. <clears throat> Jesus said to them, if, if, here we go, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil. Here we go. He lays it right out there. Who's your daddy? He's telling them that you're, you're of your father, the devil, and you do the works of your father, which is the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Uh-oh. There we go. He, he lays it right out. Doesn't pull any punches. He tells them that Satan was a murderer from the beginning. And he knew they were going to murder him. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. I once had a friend say to me, uh, God is such a liar that even if he told the truth, it would be a lie. What he means by that is that if he was telling facts that were true, he would still arrange them to deceive, which is what we find happening in our world today. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. In other words, Satan is the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Who's your daddy? Therefore, you do not hear, because you are not of God. Before Abraham was, I am. Wow. There he goes. He says that he is God. Not even that he is, Father is God, which he is saying that, but that he said he is, I am. He is God himself. Then the Jews answered and said to him, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father. And you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Wow, that's a big one. He shall never see death. Can you imagine talking that and understanding that in the natural? You can't understand what you just said in the natural. It has to be beyond what is natural. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead. And the prophets, 
And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead? And the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? In other words, who do you think you are? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. That's an amazing story to me. It's an amazing story of how Jesus lays out very clearly um, his relationship with his father and also his divine nature. And um, that the people who he was speaking with were of a different ilk. You know, recently I've uh, been um, exposed to um, <clears throat> some information coming out about um, the New World Order and the globalists and so forth. And there's a very interesting Catholic archbishop named uh, Archbishop Vergaro, I think his name is. And uh, he has very much identified uh, what's been going on in the world today. And these people that are trying to control the world uh, are of a different seed. They, um, if you look at it in spiritual terms, I'll raise this conversation up to something that's a little beyond what most people may be coming across every day in their lives. Uh, but if you, if you open your eyes to see the battle that's going on in the world today, uh, it's a battle over our minds. And in the theater of the mind, so many things are, are being shown to us that are deceiving us from what the real truth is. Uh, Satan has always been trying to control human beings from the beginning of time. He's trying to corrupt um, even, our, even our DNA from the time of the Nephilim till today. And uh, we are, I believe, at the end of the age. And as uh, it was prophesied in Matthew that um, the end of the age will be as the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, God uh, flooded the world as we know it. Uh, because of the corruption, and it was corrupted of the seed. Uh, and the seed that he put in was the seed of the woman. Uh, it'd be interesting if we could actually have a microscope and find out what Jesus' DNA looked like. Um, we know from true science that in our DNA, a male DNA is XY, and a woman's DNA is double X. Um, would it be possible that... Uh, Instead of a female having double X and a male having XY, Jesus' uh, DNA was actually just a single X because there was no human male uh, conceiving him. It was a human female and then a divine uh, conception. So he may just have a, a single X. That's nothing I can prove in, in uh, terms of science, but the science part of an X and Y and X is double X is also is something that is true. 
So we see from that that this conversation crossed over from the conversation that Jesus was having from the Pharisees, that they initially started the conversation with tracking who their father was, who's their daddy naturally to Abraham, and they converted to say their father was God uh, spiritually. But his natural father was God. And that while well, they accused him of being illegitimate and born out of wedlock and not having any credentials at all, uh, not only was he naturally conceived by God, he was also supernaturally God himself by saying that he, twice he said, I am. So you see in this context that um, their deception um, was confusing who their father was. And so we want to, I want to bring up the point is how important it is in each one of our lives when we're thinking about it, who is our daddy? Who is our daddy naturally? We can understand that biologically. We would be sired by someone, so in our biological, physical body, we have a physical father. But who is our father uh, spiritually? And I say that in the sense of who has who has actually fathered us in terms of our emotion, our psychology, in terms of our soul. Uh, since we don't belong to our parents, we belong to God, who as a person stepped into our lives and fathered us. But ultimately, spiritually speaking, who is our daddy? Who is it? Is it, is it God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Is it Yahweh Elohim? Or is it Lucifer or Satan? And it may sound so strange to people, but... Most people, I don't think, know who their daddy is. And most people, if you don't know who your daddy is, who are you following? Are you following the people who, are, who's fa who know their father is, is God? Or are you following people who know their father is Satan? Uh, sadly, I believe that a lot of the people we have in our culture are following the evil one. And evil people are acting as uh, minions for them. So, um, next thing I would like to bring out is that the third book, The Birthday Present, which is actually deals with the subject of deception. And it's the birthday present is a gift that God gives to uh, Luke the Light Bearer. And it is, um, Luke the Light Bearer is a, um, uh, given these glasses by God, the sunglasses, capital S-O-N, the glasses are live. And you put on the glasses and you can see the truth. The first thing you're going to notice is who your daddy is. And that's what the book is about. It really is ultimately being able to overcome deception so you can see who your father is. That's what the book is about for children. And we're going to show a copy of what a book is, I believe, on the screen. And you can see Papa Tom's Tales, the birthday present. See those fine glasses that Luke's wearing? And he gives them to a young boy named Joshua, which means God with us. So Joshua is able to overcome the deception in his life to fulfill his calling and destiny. For Joshua's name means God with us. And Joshua can't be, or can't fulfill his calling and destiny as God with us because he's constantly being deceived and he doesn't know who his daddy is. But you wear these glasses, you'll know who your daddy is. You won't be a Pharisee, let me put it that way. And so that's the... Uh, Books coming out, and by the way, I've hired a new marketing firm, and they got to be marketing my books now through Amazon. So you'll be able to get Papa Tom's Tales through Amazon. Uh, lastly, I'm going to be doing another book for adults called 
uh, the last All Hallows Eve. The last All, All Hallows Eve is a story like a C.S. Lewis rendition of screw tape letters. It's looking at All Hallows Eve or Halloween from the dark side's position. And it's really a story about the second coming. The last Halloween doesn't happen. So uh, we're very excited to be able to uh, uh, bring both this uh, information about Who's Your Daddy. Uh, I'm also going to be doing blogs on social media uh, on Who's Your Daddy, a series on that. And um, we would uh, ask uh, for you to come look at our books on Amazon, Papa Tom's Tales. Give us a review. And we look forward to seeing you next Thursday on Thanksgiving morning. Take care. You've been listening to The Father's Heart with Tom Clark. Join us again next Thursday morning at 8, right here on News Talk.